0: Hello hello. Welcome to the Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, butcom was James, endearingly known to the group as Pod Tom. In the spirit of the NBA and one of my favorite articles I read on the NBA last year, about their love with wine, I'm drinking a Portuguese red as I record this. And oh, what a week it was. Yesterday, which was Sunday, tomorrow when you'll hear this is election day, there were so many fucking trades. And I realized how much I missed that. I feel like all last year, the league sort of didn't trade that much. And two years ago, we traded shitload. And I was going to church pretty regularly two years ago, and I would also like often get all these trades while at church. And unlike Dan, who would respond, hey, can't respond yet. I'm in church with my wife. I would just like not look at the phone and then have all these and then miss them. And I was like, felt so left out. Now, I like spent yesterday just super into the trade madness. So into it, in fact, that I traded Hayward and Adams for McGee and Reddick, I think, which might as well use myself as the ass end of this new segment called Grade That Trade. And I feel like I was up against an extremely formidable foe uh, who's winning this week's poll and may very well win it. And that is Stakula Jokic. And Stax is just a great fucking fantasy player. And I didn't think I had a shot to beat him last week. My team was doing terrible. I was doing terrible on the waivers. And all of a sudden I realized I actually had a chance to beat him. I went to bed one night, looked at the score. I was down, woke up the next morning, and I was up by like 30 points. I was like, how the hell did that happen? Made a dumb move or two, but then sat by him at the entire Grand Rapids drive game. And at the game, we were talking back and forth. And I was like, I actually got a shot to beat him. Looked at it. Sean was prepping me all game. And all of a sudden, made the trade happen. And uh, my team shit the bed. I mean, we played fucking terribly yesterday. We we essentially, my team was the Lakers. But I feel like I put it all out there. So I'm not going to be too bummed about it. But I definitely think in the first ever segment of Grave That Trade... Sean wins hands down. He gets a better center in Adams over McGee. And he definitely gets a better shooting guard in Hayward over Redick. However, what I will take away as my win is I felt like I had too many guys in my team that I couldn't really drop. And I feel like now it's fine. So anyway, changed my team name to Luca Life. And here we go, living that Luca Life. Now the grade that trade Segment is one that I was like super excited to unveil to the group. Um, All like off season. I have all the segments I can't wait to talk about. But this is one. So I've been waiting. And then finally at 5.22 p.m. on Thursday, November 1st, we got our first trade, which was Ricky Rubio for Evan Turner. If I sound excited, that's because I am. And um, so we got to grade that trade for that one. I'm going to say that either both won or no one won, or it's like, hey, if it helped you, that's fine. But not that exciting. Then we have Cowlitzson for Fultz. Who cares? Then we have Smith Jr. and Sabonis for Evan Fournier and Marvin Bagley III. Also, who really gives a fuck? But then finally, we have the one that I lost, McGee and Riddick for Adams and Hayward. So we had some, no two, no like major blockbusters or anything, but like really excited to see this. Can't wait for the big ones where we actually decide who wins. And uh, yeah, we got that. What did we learn from this week's edition of Gray That Trade? Cool concept, shitty delivery. Better luck next week. The matchups in the No Balls Ass Fantasy League were very fun in week two. Week three, rather, sorry. We had... One, two, three, four, five. Five teams break the 1,200 mark, which is pretty cool. We almost had a team break the 1,300 mark, but Juice Ferratu couldn't quite do it. 2.2 points away. And if we look at this, we have the Luka Life versus Stacks. Stacks, Stakola Jokic goes to 2-1, where Luka Life is now 1-2. That was a matchup that was decided on Sunday. Stacks ended up winning by 77. Your host Pod Tom fucked that one up by dropping a guy who had two games on Sunday to add a guy who had one game and Jaron Jackson Jr. It was a fuck up. I get it. I'll learn my lesson. We had the 219, or the 2019 projected champ rocking the Tacoma Blazers. Who knows, maybe that convention that he was at gave him like a weed hangover for week three. Then we have uh, Ian, who has a a new team name, which looks hilarious on the iPhone. Because if you look at it on the iPhone, and you look at the spelling of it, it, you'd pronounce it, "Wouldn't wouldn't want a BJ. Yeah, that was an intentional pause. Ian had uh, 1251 points, which is one of my favorite Stroke songs, so that's kind of cool, and he dominated Big Ballers, who are kind of small ballers at this point. Then we have one of Perfect Strangers verse Kyle Whitty, who seemed to make a French-themed name for Le les Jamise. So Le les Jamise beat Chuck and... I know that he was super excited about this, thinking about it for probably three years now. So Kyle, why don't you tell us a little bit about how
1: just did that feel? Dearest Chuck, I hope you're having a good start to your week on this Monday and Tuesday. I hope you're feeling a little bit of the joy that you said you had yesterday when I picked up Shelvin Mack and Pau Gasol. The good news is that I also feel great joy from picking them up as they got me 68.8 points yesterday thus sealing my win even with LeBron only getting 30 and my Lakers getting smashed yes that was sad but I also feel great joy from being able to take down such a formidable opponent the reigning MVP and champ yes good work Chuck you did fantastic last year It was truly an honor playing you this week. And I apologize for saying, fuck you, motherfucker. I didn't mean it. I got caught up in the emotion of it all. I've learned a few things on this long road that I've been on for the last three years. Lots of twists and turns. I've learned things from you. I've learned things from others. I've even learned things from myself. But what's most important that I've learned is that it's better to be three and zero than to be one and two. All love and blessings to you, my dear friend. Sincerely, LaKyle James. A
0: lot to unpack there. I don't know if Kyle was reading term paper, a bednight story, or how he uh, mispronounces his own team name. But dude, Kyle, very well done. Um, I think you. We were able to see last week the love that the league has for you. And people just really wanted you to break out of your shell. Uh, a shell that, quite frankly, needed breaking out of. But who the fuck am I to talk? You're kicking ass. And um, now it's probably a good time, as good a time as ever to say that you are the Fantasy Basketball Pod Player of the Week. Going 3-0, and taking down Chuck, who I don't know if you've ever beat and you made some damn good moves um you were really into it and i i think for me the turning point if this were 30 for 30 or some shit like that the turning point for me is you were sitting behind me at the drive game for a little bit and there was just a different spark to you the way you were talking about your team the moves sunday i don't know if you've had a sunday to be excited about for 3 years and this week you fucking killed it so good job man um you're the player of the week Looking at the final two matchups of the week, we have Depot's Dippin' Dots, Candy Andy, right in the coattails of Victor Oland Depot. Just Dippin' Dots on Cara T. Andy, good job on the first win. Um, there was a poll that came out today. I'm going to use a little bit of thread context and just say that you, you know, you are always formidable. And I think if there was a team with a losing record, that deserve to be up there. It is probably you because you could beat any of us any week. So, good job getting your first win. And, uh, Karma T. I am, I mean, you had a good week. You put it all out there, but I think you're maybe suffering a little bit of what the Timberwolves are actually suffering from, and that's, like, who the fuck knows? So, Dan, tough week. 0-3. Better luck next time. And then we have the final, we have the uh, you know, the bottom 40 crew going head to head in Juice Gius- Juice Ferratu and the People's Champ. And this one looked like it was really going to come down to the wire on Sunday. And then Christian just absolutely waxed JB, giving the People's Champ his first loss and almost breaking that 1300 mark. So, good work, man. Good luck. And uh, good luck to everyone in Week Four. Just a quick recap here. In the Week Four, we got Chuck versus Tom. We got Lakele Jamise versus Dipos Karma T versus Juice Foratu. Could see Dan go to 0-4 and Christian to 4-0. We got Ola Jokic versus the Tacoma Blazers. And just looking at the scores right now, Ola looks to be continuing the hot streak. Then we got the 25. <clears throat> or the 2019 Projected Champ versus Wouldn't Want to BJ. And wow, Sean, your team's killing it. Then we got Big Ballers versus the People's Champ. And I'm rooting for Dewey in this one. We really hope you get the win. And uh, you probably shouldn't have denied my trade so quickly. It actually wouldn't have really helped me and maybe would have helped you. So I guess we'll see here. This week's LVP was Tacoma Blazers. Adam, loved meeting you in person. Um, Seemed like you had a good personal week, but your team kind of sucked. And it also looks like you're taking this IR thing to a whole new level. I think you've got like three or four injured guys, and you fought for this IR spot so hard that maybe you're trying to prove a point, but you can only keep one of them. All right, it's now time for the segment this week where we look at the storyline in the NBA. And I think that despite all the talk going into the Lakers and despite the fact that Ty Lue was fired this week, there was a very, very clear story in the NBA this week. And that was D Rose going off for 50. And when the announcers were talking about it that night, the next day, etc., they were pretty much all talking about tears. We saw the reactions uh, from the league. We had a couple people in tears. We saw people in the NBA reacting to tears. And I would like to talk about this one, but I couldn't quite do it enough justice as my boy. So, Sean, why don't you just tell us what, what you were feeling at that moment?
2: What up, everyone? 2019 projected champion. Sean over here. Um... Winning big this week, no big deal. Probably going to win next week, even less of a big deal. Um, totally expected. Uh, did you know that LeBron James' vertical is 40 inches, and he runs the 40-yard four four, um, dash in 4.4 seconds? Did you also know that Michael Jordan's vertical is 48 inches? And that he ran the 40 and 4-3. Just saying. Who's <laughs> a better athlete? You tell me. Um, on that note, uh, Tom has forced me to uh, weigh in on a subject that is now nobody's talking about. And that is uh, D. Rose blown up for like 50 points. Um, as you all know, and 2012 I believe I uh, Took him first overall In our draft Um, That was the year after His MVP year I believe he was the youngest Player ever to win the MVP Um, I could be wrong but I I didn't research that so um, Yeah super proud of him I teared up a little Yeah I know Big strong Sean teared up So savor the flavor Won't happen again. Anywho, um, D-Rose is great. I hope he stays healthy all year. Um, And uh, I hope he scores like 50 points 10 more times. So uh, that's about all I got. Super proud of him. Super proud of Tom for uh, having me on the cast. That was a good move on his part. Should up his um, MVP uh, hopes a little by having someone of my Statue here on the on the pod. So, um, Anyways, I uh, hope everybody's having a great Sunday night, and uh, Kyle, I hope you win. Good night, boys. Bye.
0: This Kyle-Sean bromance is something that I'll probably look into a little bit more. It seems to come out of nowhere. Kind of like the odd couple. Kind of like Perfect Strangers, who Kyle beat. Speaking of Kyle-Sean... And then let's throw in Andy, JB, Christian, Stax, and myself. The commissioner of the league, also the G League ambassador for the Grand Rapids Drive, got seven twelfths of the league together to go to the drive game on Saturday, which was a great time. We had great seats. The drive won their home opener. I think everybody was having a blast. And um, let's just hear like a little live look into that. <coughs> So, uh, sitting here with the Drive ambassador.
3: Let's go, commish, let's go. Opening night, baby. Who brought in about 10% of the crowd at the Flex. How that you feeling? That is correct. I feel great. It's opening night. Dude. For the Drive. Oh, yeah. We're taking on Windy Shitty. Oh, sorry for swearing, baby. He's got your mouth. <laughs> uh, ben Wallace is hanging out uh, over ben there. Ben Wallace He's is signing autographs. <laughs> the team's looking pretty good. We're having a boat. Sean Blanc what it's all about nuts over we, there. we got Blanc right next to me. So, Let's get a shout-out, Blanc. Live five. What up? Blanc here. How we doing? <laughs> <laughs> Don't fake the funk on a nasty dunk.
4: <laughs> True that. You all right, we gotta get we got to get this to Andy here. Andy, say a few words for
5: the
4: live five. Hey, team, what's going on? Just sitting here at halftime of the drive game uh, next to my colleague's Tom. Everett, Matt, Christian, Sean. Uh, You guys should come check out a G League game sometime. Even if you don't live in Grand Rapids, it's fine. It's worth the plane ticket. All right. Catch you guys later. Dan, you're going down tonight. We're going to see if we can get Ben
5: Wallace on in a little bit. Uh,
0: That would be so awesome. That's a goal. That's a goal. Great. Always going to get a live look in. All right. uh, One reason that I definitely wanted to include that live look is – Chuck t- touched on this last year in his MVP campaign, which is the fact that uh, we were 12 dudes who loved basketball that I think now are friends. And I think that that's a beautiful thing And the fact that 7 12 of us were at the drive game is pretty awesome. And I was sitting next to the guy I was playing. And rather than feeling rage, I felt only love. So I feel like the league... And uh, the rest of you listeners can maybe benefit on uh, what's it like going head-to-head with somebody that you're hanging out with. So I'm hitting here, uh, sitting here with stacks. halftime of the drive game. Quite a dance crew going on up there. Oh, yeah, the baby, the baby pit crew here. Well done. I, I think we see some, some stars in the future that we can see in League Pass. Yeah. So uh, we're sitting together, having a good
5: time. You just held my baby. I just held your baby. I haven't. I can't remember the last time I held a baby. That was a great feeling, honestly. Nice. It's it's gonna feel as good come Sunday night when I win against <laughs> our uh, our matchup this week uh, on our league here.
0: Right. It's uh quite the matchup it's been. You know I thought that you totally had
5: me. I, I thought so, too. Early in the week I had the lead, and then uh, Chris Paul just decided to go berserk last night with a cool 67 or something. Yeah, yeah. and so. I made a couple bad moves. I, I gotta talk about a bad move I made today, so I didn't realize the game started at 1. This is Saturday night, we're talking here. So I tried to pick up Rodney Magruder to realize he ain't playing tomorrow, he's playing tonight. So I wasted a move there. Good thing I had one more move left. Picked up Danny Green. Hopefully he lights it up against the Lakers tomorrow.
0: How are you? Uh, how are you feeling? I'm what's feeling... your gut?
5: What's your gut say? I honestly I'm thinking it's a coin flip at this point. You got you're gonna you're probably gonna have a pretty good lead tonight. Um, you got Durant going. You got Chris Paul going again. Uh, I just. You know, I'm not, I'm not feeling too great about tonight, but uh the amount of guys I've going tomorrow versus the amount you have and I think it's 7 to your 3. Yep. And you got a move left. I don't know. I am not going to urge you to make a move. Oh, but, I got uh, I got
2: one
0: move. I'm making it. You got But I'm expecting a ton of offers tomorrow. Yeah,
5: so uh it looks like Luka Doncic is either going to go bye-bye or you or you are going to get the win tomorrow. So. <laughs> I'm kind of wondering what I get for Durant and and what
4: I get for Chris Paul. Yeah,
5: uh, I'm feeling you'll probably get something pretty good from both of them. Paul probably won't put on a repeat performance. I think Harden might be coming back tonight. Um, I hope he does. I'm hoping Jokic puts up a uh, good game for once. You know, he, he put up that 19 the other day. That was, I would love
4: that, it. That was brutal.
5: If he gets another
0: 19, I'll be uh, very happy. Yeah.
5: yeah, if he puts up another 19, you'll see, you'll be, uh, I'll, I'll be trying to trade for Donkik tomorrow and giving you the win there.
0: Perfect. Well, I'd probably accept that one. But, uh, yeah, you know, it's just a great example of how you can be foes
4: and friends at
5: the same yeah, time. Yeah, it's, it's a good you know. feeling. Like, I, I want to crush you, but also I just held your baby and I'm hanging right. out with your family here right. at the drive game.
4: Right. Andy's
5: here, Sean's here, the commissioner's here, JB's here somewhere. So uh, it's been a great game so
3: far.
0: Yeah, two-point lead a half.
3: Good morning, no balls-ass. Welcome to Fantasy Breakfast. This is the commish here with... Andy Wilder. Good morning. Good morning, Deep gentlemen. Balls, dip and dots. Andy, what did you have for breakfast? Uh, I had what they call First Street,
4: so just your classic uh, sausage, eggs, hash browns, and toast. It was delicious. Mm, How would you get those eggs done? Um, I did them scrambled today. Normally I'm over easy, but uh, switched it up. You know,
3: coming out from a big win. Sometimes you got to switch things up. Perfect. Well, I had the corned beef hash with the red list crispy uh, potatoes. Oh, sourdough toast. Give it to me, baby. Delicious. West Sider Cafe, best greasy spoon breakfast in GR. So, uh since we were here, we thought it might be good to blast out a little content about each of our wins this week. So Andy, tell me, how did this all go down in your battle with karma tea?
4: Um, well, it was a, it was a good hard fought
3: week. Uh,
4: we went back and forth all week long. We stayed pretty close the whole time. Uh, so close that midweek we, we did a little bet. If somebody won by more than a hundred points, there was a little something on the line. Um, uh, ended up staying close the whole time i think it we ended about 70 points apart so no side bet action what was the wager um if dan won by over 100 i had to give him a free golf lesson if i won by over 100 he was going to hook me up with a couple bottles of kbs and make me some venison Um, both pretty uh pretty good prizes Uh, unfortunately no one won
3: And uh, what put you over the edge? What was the what was the deciding factor? Would you say for your squad? Um, I, I would it was say close. the uh,
4: the uh, health of our superstar, Mr. James Harden, the beard himself. Um, I haven't had him for a couple weeks, and I was worried he wasn't going to play, and Saturday night he showed up, and not only did he bring 40 extra fantasy points to my team, but he boosted the morale of everybody. I had guys like Trey Young going for career highs, and Pascal Siakam putting up 40 points last night. I mean, everybody needed him back, and we got him, and we got the win. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so when I talked to you earlier this week, you it was Halloween night, we were at the bar, and yep. you were feeling pretty Low. Now you, your team rallied. (laughs) You bounced back. How you feeling coming off of the win? Uh, Well, it's pretty amazing
4: what a win will do for you. You get that first win of the season, you're on cloud nine all of a sudden. Uh, Which, by the way, Kyle, cloud nine is higher than you'll ever get. 3-0 is about to be 3-1 this week. Let's go. My team
3: is on fire. (laughs) So look out. Oh, that's amazing. Well, I had an absolute slobber knocker (laughs) with JB, the the, uh, quote-unquote people's channel. A couple we on A couple undefeateds, two 3-0 yeah, oh well. teams, throwing haymakers all week. Uh, we were pretty much uh, locked up going into the weekend. Um, during the week, I mean, he was having big games from Russ. Uh, Blake had a couple blow-up performances. Um, John and I were together when he looked over at me and he said, dude, look at what De'Aaron Fox just did. Put up a 70-point... 70-point fantasy triple-dub. But uh, what ended up happening was I had a a nice little weekend with my boys, Dame and Nurk. (laughs) And they just absolutely balled out for me, and JB fell in love with one of the lesser Blazers. Do you know this? (laughs) My boy JB fell in love with Zach Collins. Uh, he, he did. He's got good hair, but I know. Not a good game. And Zach Collins, he trotted him out three times. Zach Collins never broke 14 fantasy points. So uh, Blake did his all against. Uh, the, Pist- or for the Pistons uh, on Saturday, but this wasn't quite enough, and uh, my superstars came to play, so anyways, JB, sorry about that, man. Drops that Collins. I think you guys need some time apart. it will be better off, but that's all we got. 3-0, most points for, feeling great, uh, Kyle, I'm watching you very closely, hoping you get knocked on a peg. Now, I get Karma T next, and uh, I got to watch Cat last night, and I was disgusted by his performance. He was awful. He's he's mentally weak, and I'm really looking forward to just watching him fall apart and his career uh, wither right before my eyes. So, uh, Dan hit me up uh, with a side bet. I'm sure you'll talk a lot of shit until you're down by too much to compete, and then you'll go silent. So, guess there's only one way to find out. This was Fantasy Breakfast with Andy and the Commish.
0: What do you have for breakfast? Hopefully tomorrow they'll be having this pod. (laughs) But I gotta say, I think nothing surprises me less than JB being super into Zach Collins. And maybe that's just the tagline for the league. JB loves Zach Collins. Now would be an also be a great time to just say that uh, we're brought to you by the Westsider Cafe. Except for we're not yet, but Westsider, I'm sure you're listening to this pod as is most of the rest of the world. And yeah, we're taking sponsors. Um, anyway, speaking of fantasy basketball pods or NBA pods in general. The other new segment that I want to unveil this week is somebody reacting to fantasy basketball podcasts. And I have been listening to a shitload of them. I listened to Zach Lowe quite a bit, the Woj pod quite a bit, the Simmons pod quite a bit. Uh, loving the new Ryan Rossillo dual thread show. But one thing that's really pissing me off is how people are talking about the Lakers And obviously they're getting tons of traction. Everyone in the league knows that I love LeBron. But what I hate is this bandwagon up and down on the king and how people just go back and forth on what they they think about him and how hard he's trying. The man just got done with a four year stint of carrying an entire state on his back. He moved to LA for reasons that don't have to do with basketball and he has patience to guide a team. I think I've watched every Lakers game so far. And if you watch them, I think using the eye test is the best way to do it. People are talking shit about their defense. Fine. You can do that. The NBA's scoring is like kind of outrageous right now. And talking about defense is completely fine. But it would be almost stupid for LeBron to go into the Lakers and to start carrying this team on his back week one and say to a group of mostly young players that are going to be there while his contract is signed say, so, hey, I'm going to do everything, sit back it is very evident to me, if you watch them that LeBron is trying to let these guys get their bearings and figure out like, the game and how it should come to them and what I thought was actually interesting is you is, is if you see this upheaval, the Lakers are almost gonna run they're gonna run into a couple problems. They've got Rondo, McGee, Stevenson, KCP, who they should just wave, in my opinion. And I think one other oh, and Beasley that they signed who won't be there next year. I think the exception could be Rondo. Maybe McGee coming back, who knows, for another one year stint. But they're going for that max spot. And what I think they're doing this year is I think they're seeing what what team plays together. So you have Kuzma, Hart, Ball, and Ingram that are all guys in their like second or third years, and you're seeing them play. And I personally thought that when... Josh Hart and Kyle Kuzma were out there when Ingram got suspended I think that was the Lakers best look I think Hart's going to be a beast I love his game, love Kuzma's game think they're great wings and I think that ball has potential to make the leap I think that what the Lakers are doing and what we're going to see more is that they have Ingram who's obviously a good player but kind of looks like one of those good player, bad team guys and then they have Lonzo Ball, who no one's quite sure on. Can he develop a shot? Can he run a team? What's up with his dad? Who knows? But I think that what we're seeing right now is that the Lakers are trying to figure out who they have and who their core is. They have pieces they can trade, pieces they can sign, and they're finding out, I think, what their deficiencies are. They obviously need people down low. Although. the... All the word is that they're going to be signing Tyson Chandler. He's obviously not a long term solution, but could fill a great hole this year. Do they go big? Do they trade some stuff for Anthony Davis? Do they say, hey, we'll give you uh, Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, and some picks for AD, who's not going to resign for you? Who knows? Do they do a similar type offer to Toronto and try and get Kawhi? I'd say stay away from Jimmy Butler, etc. But the thing that I don't like about these podcasts and how I'm going to react to the NBA podcast that I'm talking about this week is I hate how much they jump the gun on the Lakers. LeBron has been to the finals for eight straight years. When he's switched teams going to Miami, then going back to Cleveland, both times the teams performed way less or way worse than um, the media thought they should be. LeBron's the best player in the world. That's like not—I mean—that's an undisputed fact, regardless of what a what Sean would tell you. But the Lakers are just trying to figure it out. His teams have always hovered around 500 until about 30 games into the season, maybe even 40, and then they find their shed. That's what they're doing. It's not that LeBron is not trying. He just—he cannot. At this at this age and at this position, he didn't move to just carry a team. You don't go from Cleveland to L.A. to put a team of youngsters on your back. Plus, if you're going to go far, you need for these guys to develop confidence. So I think what we're doing is we're seeing them get a feel for the game. And I think it's going to be really interesting to see it go forward. But it pisses me off when they're talking about LeBron and his effort. Also, I think that it's pretty asinine that we're hearing this talk that maybe stars don't want to play with LeBron. That's based upon fucking Kyrie Irving, who, who jumps ship because he's stupid. And it's based upon Jimmy Butler not including the Lakers in his teams that he wants to get traded to. Now, would you really want Jimmy Butler on your team at this point? He seems like he's a terrible chemistry guy, and like you maybe don't even want him. So I, I think that that doesn't say much. I kind of like the Bill Simmons conspiracy bill theory that the league wouldn't let um, Paul George go to the Lakers. That kind of makes sense to me because why he would sign back on for OKC seems pretty dumb. And I think we'll get a lot of answers in the twenty eighteen twenty or in the sorry twenty nineteen free agency. Looking real forward to that. So I think. Huge bust in the media and how they're covering the Lakers. They're just trying to get people to listen. That's pretty dumb. And I think the Lakers will be just fine. So good luck, everyone, in your matchups. Good luck in your mornings. What did you have for breakfast? By the time you heard this, I probably had a smoothie. Please send any rants, thoughts. Questions, theories, to the brat at gmail.com. And this has been the Fantasy Basketball Pod.